Hi everybody, happy Wicked Wednesday and welcome to Shivers. Since yesterday was Valentine's Day, I wanted to talk about some of the history and folklore of the holiday and mention a few thriller and horror movies that have themes of love, lust, and murder. So, starting with some of the lore, we have St. Valentine himself. St. Valentine was killed for attempting to help Christians escape harsh Roman prisons, where they were often beaten and tortured. According to one legend, St. Valentine himself was imprisoned, and he actually sent the first Valentine greeting himself after he fell in love with a young girl who visited him during his confinement. Before his death, it is alleged that he wrote her a letter signed from your Valentine, an expression that is still used today. Although the truth behind the Valentine legend is murky, the stories all emphasize his appeal as a sympathetic, heroic, and, most importantly, romantic figure. By the Middle Ages, Valentine would become one of the most popular saints in England and France. Moving on to Cupid. Cupid is the child of the goddess of love, Venus. In Greek mythology, Cupid is thought to be known as Eros and was thought to be a primordial god who came into the world either asexually from an egg or as the son of Aphrodite. In most tales, Cupid would fly around town observing those who have the potential for love. If they need an extra push, Cupid would shoot them with a magic love arrow to give them some courage and lustfulness for the relationship that they were pursuing. There is a dark side to Cupid, though. In most tales, Cupid was thought to be the opposite of a cherub. He was really a demon child who spied on those that Venus did not like, and he would shoot them with a poison arrow that caused them to lust after these horrific creatures and thus be bound into horrible toxic relationships. Next time you find yourself on the end of a dramatic toxic relationship, Maybe just blame Cupid. As with a lot of these other holidays that we've been talking about and the lore behind them, many of them have pagan or paganistic backgrounds. And St. Valentine's Day is none different. So originally there was a pagan celebration called Lupercalia. It was celebrated in the middle of February, typically February 15th. And so Lupercalia was a fertility festival dedicated to Faunus, the Roman god of agriculture, as well as to the Roman founders Romulus and Ramus. To begin the festival, members of the Luperci and Order of Roman Priests would gather at a sacred cave where the infants Romulus and Ramus were believed to have been raised. The priest would sacrifice a goat for fertility and a dog for purification while they were in the cave. They would then cut the goat's hides into strips, dip them into sacrificial blood, and take to the streets, gently slapping both women and crop fields with the goat hide. Roman women welcomed the touch of the hides because it was believed to make them more fertile in the coming year. Later in the day, according to legend, all the young women in the city would place their names in a large barrel. The city's bachelors would each choose a name and become paired for the year with this chosen woman. These matches often ended in marriage. Lupercalia survived the initial rise of Christianity, but was outlawed as it was deemed unchristian at the end of 5th century, when it was declared that February 14th would be St. Valentine's Day. So that is a little bit about the folklore for you, uh, something that I thought was very interesting. But moving on to movies themselves. There's really only three horror movies that I want to talk about today in particular, 
The first being the most obvious for the holiday of My Bloody Valentine. The original came out in 1981 and a remake was made in 2009. For the 2009 version, it really centers around the idea of kind of past to present. So we start 10 years ago on Valentine's Day. There's an inexperienced coal miner named Tom causing an accident that killed five men and put a sixth named Harry into a coma. One year after this event, on Valentine's Day, Harry wakes up from his coma and murders 22 people with a pickaxe before he dies. Tom has now returned home and is haunted by this past. Something else is back in the town. People are saying that they're seeing this pickaxe-wielding killer in a miner's mask who might be the ghost of Harry coming to claim Tom and his friends. In the original film of 1981, this lore was explored without knowing who Tom or Harry was, and we simply follow a group of teens into a coal mine on Valentine's Day, inviting the mass killer to enact his revenge. This is another one of those legend films like It or Jeepers Creepers, where unsuspecting people simply find themselves in the wrong place at the wrong time. Moving on to the next movie, we have Warm Bodies that came out in 2013. So not officially related to Valentine's Day itself, but a romantic love-struck horror movie nonetheless. So the idea behind Warm Bodies is that there is a terrible plague that has left the planet's population divided between zombies and humans. An unusual zombie named R has a self-aware internal monologue showing us the human side of zombies. He sees his walking dead brothers attacking a living woman named Julie. Rather than join in on the free feast, R rescues Julie. Julie sees that R is different from the other zombies, and the pair embark on an unusual relationship journey. As their bond grows, and R becomes more and more human, a chain of events unfolds that could transform the entire lifeless world, and thus changes the zombie genre's rules from what we traditionally accept. This isn't outwardly a scary movie, I would say, if you are a young teen, tween, it would be for you, um, but it's cute. It's very, it's a cute horror movie and is a good way to think differently about the zombie genre in general. So the third horror movie to talk about is Jennifer's Body, which came out in 2009. Again, not necessarily a Valentine's related movie, but something worth talking about nonetheless. So the synopsis of Jennifer's body is that Jennifer is a high school hot girl, luring men in and spitting them out on the regular. When she makes the wrong person mad, she finds herself subject to a satanic ritual, which goes wrong when we find out that Jennifer has been a virgin this whole time. A demon takes possession of her, and she turns a hungry eye on the guys who never stood a chance with her before. While evil, Jennifer satisfies her appetite for human flesh with the school's male population, her nerdy friend, Needy, learns what's happening and vows to put an end to the carnage. The two characters represent the two sides to humanity, selfish and successful versus submissive and cowardly. Jennifer being possessed by a demon is symbolism of rape, which is the same reason as why the exorcist is so effective, because you're taking a virgin child and essentially watching her be raped by this demon. We root for Jennifer because... These men continue to objectify her and don't care if she's smart or anything else simply because she's hot. 
And this aligns itself with the same energies and rules as the body horror genre. Jennifer lures these men back to her web and kills them like the venomous spider that she is. All in all, this is a textbook woman empowerment film that I think should be watched by everybody. So there are two thriller movies that I really want to talk about that align kind of with the same themes that we're talking about today. The first one being a movie called Obsessed that came out in 2009. It is starring Beyonce, so if you haven't seen it, you definitely should. Um, but the synopsis is very simple. We are focused around Beyonce's husband, a man named Derek, and things really couldn't be going any better for him. He received a big promotion, they just had a baby, he's married, and they have a new house. Everything's awesome. Um, until he gets a new executive assistant named Lisa, and things kind of go awry. Lisa is the traditional type of woman that you would think of as like a mistress in a workplace. And she flirts with Derek innocently. He refuses to go any further than just casual flirting. And she starts to absolutely lose it. So she starts to stalk Derek and things are just going horribly. So we find out later that Lisa suffers from erotomania, which is a form of delusion in which an individual believes that another person, usually of high status, is in love with them. It's a very interesting take on um, a thriller movie where the crazy woman is actually crazy and the concerned wife is not the one who's crazy, wondering what's going on with her husband at work all day. So it's a fun movie. It is um, not really super well done but definitely worth a watch nonetheless. Um, kind of piggybacking off of that, from a different perspective, we have the movie The Perfect Guy, which came out in 2015. This is from the perspective of a woman. Very similar story. Um, we have our main character as Leah. She has a fulfilling career, a great relationship. Everything is awesome in her life. Things come crashing down when Dave her long-term boyfriend questions her future plans for a marriage and a family, saying that she doesn't care about all of that because she simply cares about her career and herself. She admits that she doesn't want all of those traditional things of a marriage and a family, and thus the relation relationship ends up in a breakup, which leaves her absolutely heartbroken until she meets this charming and handsome man named Carter. Soon their bonding romance turns dangerous, as Carter reveals that he has a totally volatile nature, forcing Leah to turn the tables on the man that she thought was the new Mr. Right. This is kind of the same synopsis as Obsessed, except again, from the perspective of the woman and the man rather than the man and the woman. It's an interesting movie to see a man be crazy for once rather than a woman. And again, it's not perfectly done by any means, but I think it is fun, something interesting to watch, um, and worthwhile nonetheless. So I know I only said two movies, but I do have kind of a grand finale, a movie called The Loft, which came out in 2014. This is one of my all-time favorite movies. I absolutely love this movie. Um, it is revolving around five men who are all very rich and powerful, and they have the opportunity to share a penthouse in the city. They want to come together and use this penthouse on different nights to enact a bunch of unethical things, whether they're cheating on their spouses or gambling or doing drugs. 
whatever it may be, that's what they want to use this penthouse for, the loft for. They think that this is a dream come true. They think that they are the smartest men ever alive to think of this until one day they walk in and there is a dead woman in the middle of the bed and no one is admitting or knows how she got there. So realizing that her killer must be one of the men in the group, each of the men are gripped by paranoia as they suspect one another. Their friendships are tested, loyalties are questioned, and marriages crumble while fear and suspicion run rampant. I don't want to give away the twists and turns of this movie. I think that the ending is fantastic. I think the movie is fantastic. And I would absolutely recommend it to watch for anyone. It might be a little bit skewed towards watching for women because it's a more dramatic type of film than it is a thriller, but I think there's something in it for everyone. So underneath this category of kind of obsessive and unethical relationship type movies, we have a few honorable mentions. So The Boy Next Door, which is starring Jennifer Lopez. Again, not the best created movie, but I really enjoy it. I think it's fun to watch. And Jennifer Lopez and the other main character of the movie are also just very attractive. So it's very fun to watch from that perspective too. Um, but it's, it's a good thriller and you never really know what's coming for that. We have the movie The Gift, which is out on Netflix right now. This is the most thriller of the thriller movies that is on this list. The Gift really revolves around what happens when you're nice to the weird kid or when you're mean to the weird kid um, and where that can kind of lead you in adulthood. So basically your past is never gone. Um, we also have Careful What You Wish For, which stars Nick Jonas. Another fun one to watch, It the main character woman in Careful What You Wish For is the dead body in the loft. So it's kind of fun to see the ties between the genre as well. And as a classic to mention, we have Sleeping With The Enemy. Can't leave that one out. So thank you for listening to today's Wicked Wednesday. Be sure to lock your doors tight at night to avoid any love-struck drama queens and kings from entering your home. For those of you looking to continue talking about all things spooky, be sure to join the Shivers Meetup page to be actively part of the conversations, discussions, and events. Enjoy your week, everyone.